Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining us this week, Lavender Gooms. Hey, bub. Guys, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Max Holloway doing Max Holloway things. And Yair Rodriguez reminding us that he's a top five featherweight probably in this nutty weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk, I guess... About John Jones, maybe Ugh. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there's not a lot going on. Um, it's the 1920s over here. Prohibition is in place because it'd be dry this week. Yeah, um, <laughs> not bad. Sounds like the UFC Thank cut you. a few people. Randa Marcos among them. A little bit upset about that, um, but mm. you know, you lose a lot of fights. What are you gonna do? Um, seven, ten, and one in the UFC. So um, she was a fan favorite, at least among us. Uh, Kama Wordy got cut. Andrew Sanchez got cut. Um, uh, Lavinia Souza. She wasn't bad. I thought she wasn't bad at all, quite frankly. Three and three records. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Max's win over, uh, over Yair. Just a, I mean, they saw the fight of the year last year, last week that Chandler and Gagey put on and said, we're going to do our best to get there too. So, Hold definitely, my beer. yeah, definitely a contender for fight of the year. I'm still leaning Gaethje Chandler, but that was incredible, quite frankly. Um, really just a work of art, MMA, in terms of MMA. Um, we're going to talk about John Jones training with Henry Cejudo. What I just said right there might be the entire of the conversation because we don't know what else to say. Um, and we're going to preview um, what is on paper pretty much garbage. Um, this uh, UFC fight night card this weekend, but uh, headlined by Misha Tate, Ketlin Vieira, um, I'm a little interested more in the main co-main event because Sean Brady has zero losses. And I did Kiesa lose to somebody that we're doing this? Because I thought we were talking about Kiesa getting close to like Yeah, he pr- he must have. He, he must have, right? We'll, we'll do a little research ah, here. Luke got Luke kicked his ass in three minutes. Uh, That's what it, it, was. It, was a, it was an ass kicking. Um anyway, uh Max Holloway, the owner of all the fight metric records um, went out there against the Rodriguez. We had a 230 st- significant strikes landed by Max Holloway in 404 attempted. Um, Yair landed 159 of 352 attempted significant strikes. Um, overall strikes thrown. These guys threw over 800 punches. Uh, it's a lot of fucking punches in a five round fight. Um, three of five takedowns for Max. One of five for Yair. Um... Most of the ground control for Max, but let's just, you know, let's get into it, Marcus. Uh, three, two, three rounds to two victory for Max is what a lot of people are saying. But Yair came out of this possibly higher stock than he did going in. Yeah, I mean, it was a a really competitive fight. It was super close overall in the scorecards. Um, and we've seen, I, honestly, in this fight, a, a lot of my takeaways were with Yair and what he was able to do and the things he was able to kind of exploit from Max that other fighters have been able to exploit too. 
Uh, and mostly not letting Max just run away with this thing. Uh, we saw that with um, his last fight uh, where, you know, was Calvin Cater, like Absolutely. really didn't yep. have much um, in the way of fighting back or like really sitting in the pocket and exchanging punches. Yair didn't have that problem. Guys that are willing to kind of sit in the pocket with Max and throw punches tend to get some of the better of the exchanges. And Yair had a lot of success early on, not just, you know, uh, contesting Max's boxing, uh, picking him apart on the outside with the low kicks, which the, um, you know, I, I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with the commentary. They picked up on the low kicks and were really singing the praises, which is good. You know, that that's a, a tool set in MMA that in the past has often been kind of overlooked. And especially with, you know, the cab kicks coming into display and prominence in a lot of these fights, uh, the booth is definitely picking up on that. What I was kind of disappointed with Bisbing and who else was in the booth? It was one other fighter. It wasn't Felder. It wasn't was Felder. It? It, it, might Felder. it might have been Felder, and then it was it was the other color guy. That's usually not there. It wasn't Anik. Um, it was the other dude. I, I want to say Wheelhouse, but I know that's not no. Wheelhouse. He's in Bellator. Not, um, yeah. Okay. Whatever. White guy. Yeah. <laughs> white guy. That's not John Anik. Uh, but they, they they really weren't giving credence to Holloway's work to the body, which I think was the big cornerstone of this fight you know and in fact both of them in the first round i was really pleased both of them were mixing up their strikes really well yagir working the whole body you know head body and legs um and max you know when he really started working the body he shut yagir down you know and to yagir's credit do and to both their credit they can both take big shots to the head you know they were doming each other multiple times flying knees big strikes but it really was when Max started really working the body, he shut Yair down. And if you kind of remember those instances where he got him up against the cage, it was mostly because he attacked that body hard and it would shut Yair down. He would try to defend the body. He would leave his head open, which Max would then uh, try to exploit and, and land some good shots there. And outside of the striking, which I think they were both closely contested and, and did a lot of good damage on each other, uh, Max really stole this fight with his grappling regiment, um, able to take Yair down. And, and more importantly, uh, control, really good top control from Max. You know, we've known that he's been kind of a slick, uh, you know, uh, jujitsu guy or wrestler, if you will. Uh, but we haven't seen that as part of his game for a while. He's really fallen in love with his uh, his boxing and his stand up. But it was nice to see him get on top and not just, you know, take the fight, you know, change the, the landscape of the fight, change the dimensions of the fight and, and get into a grappling match. But Yair wasn't slacking on the ground. He was trying a lot of things and Max just rode him like a fucking rodeo cowboy. You know, Yair was giving up his back, back to mount. Uh, he almost had a head and arm choke, Max did, but he did a good job containing uh, top control. And I think it was in the fourth or fifth round when Yair was able to end up on top Max was able to reverse the position. I think Yair was able to sweep him at one point, and Max was able to get back up. So I, I think those things really helped Max kind of solidify his victory here. But a lot of the talking points after this is just really like, man, Yair, like Bobby said, is in strong consideration of you know top five of this division, someone that I, I think we will see fight for a belt sooner or later. You know, He obviously has to garner the wins to get there. But this showing with Max was, was top notch. And, and, and like you also said, Bob, you know, a uh, fight of the year candidate. Um, you know, if we want to talk that, I do agree with you as well. I think last week's fight, just the damage sustained to both fighters and the back and forth flow of it kind of makes me, you know, give that one the nod. But this was a five round fight. Yeah. This fight was contested in more areas than the uh, Gaethje Chandler fight, even though they tried to wrestle in that fight, too. We saw a lot more groundwork. 
Um, so you really got the full picture of MMA. So, I mean, yeah, I think you have to consider both of them, and they both have their merits. So, yeah, M Mike, fantastic uh, fight. Mike, this fight's fresh on your mind, having watched it 20 minutes ago. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts uh, to add on to what uh, to Mark said is that, I mean, Yair is already ranked third in the division. I don't think he's going to drop very much. He, he didn't fight for two years. years, and he's ranked third. Hey, I saw a little three next to his name. I I was wondering about that, too. But oh, gee, what a joke. I, I don't think that his rank. <laughs> yes, I agree. But I don't think that his ranking official ranking is going to fall very much. Maybe he goes to five or so. So I think he'll probably get another top five guy at this point. And based off this showing, he could be, you know, one fight away from maybe challenging for the title. But. One thing I noticed in the fight is, well, after the fight is, I saw the picture of Yair's foot and how swollen it was. Obviously, there's some ligament damage. Maybe something's broken. Who knows? Oh, his foot's broken. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> and what I was wondering during the fight was, before the fight, I thought, oh, so Max employed calf kicks. That had to have been it. That's why his leg got broken. And during the first two rounds, I'm seeing that, you know, he's concentrating a lot, you know, low, low leg kicks. And when I saw that he kind of went away from it somewhat in, in, the, in the third, fourth and fifth round, I had to think, OK, that's why he kind of went away from those from, from primarily using those low leg kicks. It has to be because his foot was already broken at that point. And I got to think that was their turning point. I think if he had been able to continue utilizing the strategy in the first two rounds, I, I think Max would have been way too mobilized by the fourth and fifth round to do anything. That's interesting. I, I would, I would say, you know, Max did start working off the kick a little bit more too. Like he started throwing jabs off the kick, and he got Yair down a couple times because he would just shove him. <laughs> Sometimes when he kicked him, he would just push what, the dude and he just he fall the fuck over. Did he, did he kick an elbow or something? I did not catch when he broke it. I mean, he was slinging. I think when you're throwing that many kicks yeah, to the shins, it could have been a, a check. It could have been it could have been up to the head, and he blocked with the shin. I mean, there's so many tiny little bones in your because I think that the the foot broke right. It wasn't like a, a no, he broke a his break foot. Yeah. Of, yeah, and there's so many little bones. So I mean, any kick, yeah, hits an elbow or something. It's very easy to kind of you know blow something up and get the inf inflammation. But yeah, I do want to say you know Max did start later on trying to counter those kicks because they were becoming an issue it wasn't he got that great, great takedown off of a off of a kick from yair i think in the mm -hmm. fourth round yeah and he was trying to jab off it too but yeah it, it, that seemed to be a strategy that he abandoned a little bit but so, yeah, and it probably was because you know his foot was broken he was feeling it maybe i like um maybe ortega maybe uh cater for Ooh, yair that'd be good i don't know if he's fought cater i don't think he's yeah, fought, I, don't I, I don't think he's fought ortega though and that'd be good. That'd be great. I think that'd be a fantastic fight. Um, on the other hand, Dana, other hand, Dana White saying Volkanovski versus Holloway three, um, which is a little weird given that Volk won the first two, though mm -hmm. the second one uh, was very questionable who won it. And I just want to say you can say the same thing about the first two uh, Nunes and Shevchenko fights, where the second one was really questionable who won it. So if you're gonna give me Volkanovski Ortega three. How about you give me uh, Amanda Nunes versus Shevchenko 3-2 while you're at it? Sounds like you just made a pay-per-view, Bobby. I think that's what it was. UFC. Wow, this is a weird trilogy. Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> UFC two 272. Weird-ass trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess he can fight Volkanovski. I would like him to fight. I think Max needs to go up. But if he loses to Volkanovski, he has no choice. Um, but Max is out here 
breaking records and striking and taking a fair amount of damage himself, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was beautiful, man. That was beautiful mixed martial arts. I I often ignore what Conor McGregor says now on Twitter. It's amazing what a difference five years will make. But one thing he did mention was that uh, Max does absorb a lot of fucking strikes as well. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he's out here calling himself the best boxer in the UFC, but God damn it, he gets hit a lot for the best boxer in UFC. Dustin Poirier think thinks that's... Peter Yan is the best boxer in the UFC, which that might be the case too. Peter is sure, very but I, I do think Connor and Max, there's something there. I think yeah, at 55, Dana doesn't think so. A, <laughs> I, well, I think that's a good that's a good fight for Connor. I think that's a winnable fight for him. You know, because I, I, like I said, the issues that Max has is dudes don't want to. You know, when they don't exchange in the pocket with him, he fucking eats them alive. I don't think Connor's going to be that guy. Connor needs a win. You know, and I think Max is a credible opponent at and at fifty five. You know, he's Connor's going to be coming in a little bigger. I think that's it's a good setup. For, I mean, for I like Connor it too, man. To have, I mean, especially the first fight, Connor tore his ACL and Max got hurt too, and we got a weird grappling match between two guys who probably. Still weird that like Connor just outgrappled him. That's how he won that fight. Sure. Um, I just I, I think in the world in the world of we want to rebuild Connor, I think Max is a really interesting matchup because he also has a lot of prestige on him too. Like I yeah, think if I would, you beat Max at fifty five, yeah. And I don't know what else you do. You know, you what you you throw uh, Connor McGregor in with the fucking lions Nate. den of like the top five at um, one fifty five or Nate. You know, if, if is Nate going to be around uh, if they after manage, his next if they, fight? If, we don't if know they who that managed is. Managed to let Nate leave without doing the third fight is it a, it's oh, a level of promotion. A couple weeks ago, they should book that. They should honestly drag Nate, make Nate drag mm-hmm. his feet until Connor's leg works. That's what they should book next when Connor is functional. Like how long? How much longer is Connor fight again? Nine? Is it nine months? Ten months? What happens when you break your leg like that? And, and what do you think? Nate's not going to want to wait on the shelf to, to get a big payday like that. They, they yeah. headline a big pay per view yeah. and they make those points. Just tell them, like, just it, tell them both. Connor, like, hey, July. Con- Connor's oh. fight against Dustin was in July, if I'm right. No, Either July. Or, really? Was it July or August? I don't know. You might be right. The first one was the beginning of the year, so maybe. And I think it was in July. And if he has about nine months, then we're probably well, I looking pulled nine at, months uh, out of my ass. Anderson Silva was yeah. gone for 13 months. Well, uh, none, of us said, seen, none of us have seen Dana, Chris Wyman anywhere. <laughs> Dana said that um, Connor is still hurt. So, I mean, he's yeah, still it nowhere could be a long wait then. Nate will throw a leg kick just to be a dick, too. <laughs> Immediately. You, don't have to wor- you don't have to worry about that shit, Bobby. <laughs> you, you've seen him throw <laughs> kicks. They got, they got no meat on them bones. Um, nope. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um. Anything else from this card that was of relevance? Not necessarily all the finishes, but like Pete names that one fight that we should talk about. I mean, Felicia got a win. That was nice. Felicia Spencer, Chaos Williams got a win. A lot of finishes, quite frankly. There was seven straight TKOs at one point in this card. KGB yeah. Lee uh, got a quarter yeah. stoppage for Cynthia Calvillo. I was going to say the, the Calvillo. I, I didn't see any of the fights besides the main, but after wa- after looking at the results, I was like, man, maybe I should. There's a lot of finishes. This is kind of a There's two decisions out of uh, 10 fi- 11 fights. Yeah, I- and I already watched one of those decisions, so, and I'll just skip the other one because, no offense, Courtney Casey, but that's Chaos a fighter. Williams. Chaos Williams is the one that had that uh, insane um, spinning spinning back kick uh, KO, right, like a year ago? No, that was the other uh, – I was going to say the other Or was that the kick. guy – or was he the one that got KO'd by No, that? he's no. – He's the one who um he knocked out Jacare from the bottom. He he he's the one who knocked out uh, Abdul Razak. That's why he was mostly known for because he oh, cracked him. Sure. He had a couple beat some dudes' asses runs uh, run there. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, we'll see what comes from these two guys. This is a great fight. Um, quite frankly, this card maybe could have used one of those other really good card fights from last week, but 
whatever. Um, some MMA news this week. We mentioned the UFC cut a bunch of people. I I like John Jones training with Henry Cejudo. Uh, Daniel Cormier taking a screenshot of them of John Jones and Henry Cejudo training together and just writing "fuck Henry Cejudo" on Instagram. Uh, are they friends? Are they friends or something that I missed? Like, was he on the Olympic team with him? Is, maybe it's, maybe it's is, like, that, is that what you do to your friends? I don't know, but I was just like, I, I'm a, I I think Daniel Cormier needs to shut the fuck up. I think Daniel Cormier is a commentator now. How's Bisping have more decorum than Daniel Cormier at this point? Daniel Cormier got in a fight with uh, what's his name on Twitter the other day or before the last fight, um, Gaethje, about you what, know advocating what? for Islam and stuff. I don't, I don't. Oh. I think once you're, we all give Dominic a hard time for for being for not being unbiased. I think DC need to get his shit together too, man. If you're gonna Wait, do his job, DC you know. got into an, another argument with Gaethje outside of uh, the thing about Cosmo. No, he got an oh, Islam. No, I'm saying he like DC got an argument with. Uh, Gaethje a couple weeks ago, he's pissed off about the Cejudo thing. Like, you're you're a commentator now, man. Commentate. That's it. If you want to do that job, if you want to be an opinion, if you want to give your opinion, I mean, there's no rules of this shit. What am I saying? But you say that this. you say that, but DC is a pseudo employee of ESPN, and the highest uh, the highest paid uh, personality on ESPN is Stephen A. Smith. Who quarrels back and forth? Stephen with A. Smith doesn't call games all the time. Stephen A. Smith doesn't call games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Okay. That was he's... checkmate. That was checkmate. <laughs> you don't get to call games. If he wants to be, if he wants to go on sports shouting and say some shit about Henry Cejudo, go do that. You're not fighting. You haven't fought in a year. You're retired. You're not coming back. We know DC's not coming back. Look at him. And that's mostly why I'm like, wh why, why the hate here? It's not like he's training John Jones to kick that ass again. He's like, yeah, you're I mean, out of the game. I like, think why? We should, I th are we rooting for John Jones to get worse at this point? It, it's it, not helping anymore. It has to be has to be something with the Olympics or something. I don't know what other connection There has to be a joke have, I'm but... missing here. Where, like he has some relationship Maybe. with Henry. But I mean, I don't know. I thought Henry. I think Eric Albarracine's a good coach. For I mean, he got Henry winning. He got thought Henry had a punch. You know, Henry just a wrestler. He's got <laughs> both Pitbull brothers. Both of them been champions. Got like I'm just saying, you know. I thought he did good work with Wei Lee. She, you know, actually tried to avoid getting hit in the face a lot of mm -hmm. that fight. I don't think it's a bad idea. And I don't know. Cejudo seems like a disciplined person. Uh, half the rehab facilities are in Arizona anyway. Maybe John Jones is just getting a head start. You know. Anyway, someone there was a horrible Twitter comment. Well, horrible it made me laugh. It made me feel like a horrible person. Where John Jones felt like he was learning everything new and he felt like it was the first day of school and stuff. And someone said, Yeah, it's real different when it's you're not practicing on your fiance. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Ew. Harsh. <laughs> That's harsh. Damn. That was woo, harsh. Um harsh. Other news. Much like uh, his treatment of his fiance. Glover Teixeira. There we go. Glover Teixeira got uh, the key to Danbury, Connecticut. What uh, the fuck does that mean? What does wow. the key to the city the really to the city. give you? Wow. It's pretty much just, just like shitting it. on people and cities left and right. This, well, I just, this I, I'm, not, I'm not even shitting no, on I mean, him I mean, in that city, but like, I mean, they, they, that, that's just pretty much they gave him like a proclamation. Like today is Glover to share a day. There's a parade. Okay. There's an honor. And he, do you actually get a key, like a big gold key that you get to carry I around? So. I, I think I hope so. I mean, but to, but to be clear. Mark was not shitting on the prospect of getting a key. He was shitting on Danbury, Connecticut. Yes, that's all. Well, we, we I all was really that. just shitting on on the concept of key to the city. What does it actually entail? Can he cut line in Quiznos now? Is that the deal? Like, what does and, it entail? And to be fair, 
if we're making a power ranking of Connecticut cities, I know Stanford, I know stores because of UConn, and I, I will rank, I'll rank Danbury maybe right above Uncasville. I'm just I've been to, I've been to Hartford. It's not a great place. It's Isn't that real. where Yale is? That's where the airport is. Yale is at uh Le- Le- Yale is in New Haven. Okay, all that's right. where Yale is. Um, that all being said, way to go, Glover. I mean, yeah, sure, you give uh, all the keys yeah, you want to that man. He deserves it. There was a um, Bellator card this past week. Uh, Cyborg knocked out some poor woman. That was a really cool highlight. Um, and then there was that guy with that sweet ass bicycle knee too in Bellator. That was also cool. But after Cyborg, I think I saw that. Yeah, after Cyborg's win, I guess Kayla Harrison was there, and they were jaw jacking a little bit. And I don't really care about that fight. Is Kayla That's Harrison's contract with uh, is it World Series of Fighting? Is it done? One fight. One fight left. Allegedly. Okay. I'm just saying, like, if I'm Kayla, I just keep making a million dollars. You gotta go to Bellator to fight one fight with the, I don't think Bellator's got a better women's pro like they don't have better women's division than even PFL does. They got one person. Uh Kayla's fighting at fifty five too, right? Also that. Yeah. I mean, I would be interested to see Kayla fight somebody, you know, of note that is a competitive fighter, and I think Cyborg fits a lot of those bills. I'm I'd be I'd I mean, be okay. interested to I watch mean, that fight, but but we've seen this, this song and dance when there's yeah, where there's two fighters in different organizations, even these smaller ones, where it's like, oh, I'll fight you, you fight me, and then it, it never happens. I'd love it if any of these small organizations won Ryzen, Bellator. I mean, Ryzen and Bellator kind of do it, but like or PFL, if they if they did like a tournament like with their fighters or had a cross promotion, I would be all about it. But it just never happens, so it's hard to get excited for the prospect of something that is extremely unlikely to happen. But we'll see. You know, maybe. Kayla does come to Bellator. Who knows? But like you said, Bob, like she kind of has a good thing going right now. Like these tournaments, she's just demolishing the field and cashing in a million bucks a year. Not too shabby. Exactly. Um, what else we got? Oh, Mike, your comments on Valor- Valerie Lareda. My comments on Valerie Lareda is that she did a whole lot of dancing for winning a split decision. Yeah. <laughs> the announcers were like, she seems to have a lot of energy. Um, at the end of this fight, um, but people seem to enjoy it. Scott Coker said uh, they're just waiting for Dylan Dennis to say he's ready to fight. Dylan Dennis, oh god, continuing to be the joke of the MMA world. Um, and then a word is that Bellator is planning. Uh, what's the word here exactly? Massive Turning? retirement fight for Fedor Emelianenko. Quote: mm. This is not going to just be a normal fight. Okay, how so? I don't know what that means. I don't either. Yeah, key at of, this point, key of the city's on the line, baby. Um, and then Usman Nurmagomedov, uh, Khabib's cousin, uh, might have gotten a fight with a cop in Russia. Possibly. He'll get off. Don't worry about it. No, sorry, he He'll ran over a cop with a car. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he ran little... over a cop with a car. Ooh, that's a um, little harder to sweep under the rug. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, the you gotta sweep the cop and roll the rug up and throw it into the fucking river. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So, sorry, I had a beep going on somewhere here. I don't know if it was mine or somebody else's phone, but anyway. Um, all right, guys. Um, yeah, I don't really see a lot of news happening besides that. 
besides Barrow is fighting for the first time since he's been cutting it from the UFC two years ago. Mm, so good break. I was like Barrow. <laughs> I thought he was, I mean, that guy fell off a cliff a little bit of there, but before that, it was fun fights, man. Barrow was fucking people up. He didn't really get a lot of attention given how it ended in the UFC, but hell of a fighter. Um, all right, um, UFC this weekend. We're gonna we we we've been talking about this card for two months just because we saw it in the calendar. I couldn't believe it was a real card that they were gonna try to uh, get people to watch legitimately. Um, the Apex, Misha Tate, Ketlin Vieira, main event, five rounds, baby. You thought three this is gonna solve this the beef between two, these two young women? Nope. We need all five. Um, is there beef between them? No, there's none. Um, we got Kiesa on this card against Sean Brady. Didn't even know that fight was happening. Uh, Ronnie Yaya. Uh, Ronnie Yaya still fighting, huh? I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I thought Ronnie Yaya. Guy. I remember, yeah. Uriah Faber beat Ronnie Yaya when he, like, after he broke both hands or something, I remember in WEC. JoJo's on the card. Davey Grant. This is not a good card. Um, let's just pick the main event here. Betting line for Misha Tate versus Ketlin Vieira. Looks like basically a toss up. Uh, a little, Ketlin's a slight favorite. Um, Ketlin is coming. Yeah, minus 125 to Misha Tate's 105. Ketlin coming off of a loss to Yana Kunitskaya back in February, where uh, she also managed to miss weight uh, by three pounds. Misha Tate has uh, spent her time on her podcast um, being mean to Aspen Ladd. And then today was talking about how Aspen Ladd, you shouldn't date your coach, which she did for eight years. Well, um, she's speaking from experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it didn't work out. It, didn't where's work that out. ATV now? Got her shit jacked as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I'm gonna take uh, Misha Tate. I don't got a reason. Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Misha Tate as well. Um, I gotta assume this is the UFC kind of doing her a favor in her second fight back in what three, four years. Um, kind you. Uh, Vieira has a very checkered record in the last uh, three or four fights. Um, so I, I've got Tate. Uh, even with the uh, time off, I, I'm not understanding why she's the underdog here. Mark? Uh, yeah, you know, I think are me and Mike tied, or am I? I'm one behind Mike, so I got to make some moves. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Vieira, and we're gonna either ride this train right off the cliff or. Back into victory, baby. Um, and mostly, I have, you know, I like Tate a lot. I think she looked great in her last fight. Uh, one thing that gives me a little confidence uh, picking Vieira here is that she's fought in some good wrestlers and, and beat them, right? Sarah McMahon, um, actually Evan Smith has mo- mostly, a, you know, a wrestling background. Uh, so getting some wins over there. I, I'm hedging my bets, you know, making a risky one here uh, and picking Vieira. But, um, you know, I, I liked it. I thought she looked great in her last fight. You know, again, her opponent was 10 years older than her at 44, so there's some caveats to to that victory as well. But she looked renewed, and obviously in a lot of lead-up to that fight, she's talked about you know Misha Tate 2.0 um, and how she's kind of revitalizing her career. So if nothing else, I think mentally she's in a good spot. Um, but you know, I'll pick the upset here and go with Vieira, try to make some points back. Um, I feel we should pay attention to this Sean Brady guy, um, who is 4-0 in the UFC, Two win, two finishes. Um, last one being a finish of Jake Matthews in the third, late in the third round. He's fourteen and zero. He's twenty eight years old. 
um, training out of a bunch of uh, out of Henzo Gracie Philly, which means Henzo Gracie's not there. Um, got a black belt under Daniel Gracie. Um, came from okay, I thought he was from the Ultimate Fighter, maybe not. Anyway, Michael Chiesa is coming off of a loss to Vicente Luque, where he kind of got embarrassed. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I'll say this. Guess is a big name, so he gets a win here to really put himself. I mean, in the mix. he's barely an underdog. Michael Bra- uh, Sean Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he's a favorite. Wow, nice. he is the favorite in this fight. But yeah, um, you got JoJo Calderwood on this card, a pretty sizable underdog to Talia Santos. I'm not sure I could pick uh, Talia out of a lineup. If I'm being honest with you guys. Um, also on this card, Sean Sor- Sean Soriano. It's not good. All right. This is this is not good. Um, UFC's next card after this isn't for two weeks where it's going to be Rob Font and uh, Jose Aldo, which sounds awesome. Just on mm-hmm. every level. Really, really awesome. Little thin after that. Um, but, you know, Alex Morono, Mickey Gall doesn't sound bad necessarily. I think it just got booked today, which if I, I mean, getting a fight book this late, this close to Thanksgiving is rough. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, hey, at least it's before Thanksgiving yeah. and not after. Yeah. Um, let's um, let's do stuff we like. Um, we can talk about full gear at the end. Um, Mark, what do you have this week? Yeah, not super heavy, uh, but I got a couple things. I don't men- I don't think I mentioned it last week. Uh, Christine got me Demon Souls for the PlayStation Five for my birthday. Uh, and really put some decent time into it over this last weekend. Uh, Demon Souls, is, Demon Souls for PS5 is a remake of um, the PS3 exclusive game that came out. It actually started the whole Souls genre. Uh, and Bluepoint was a developer on this game. And when the PS5 first came out, like this was kind of the show horse, the the, the big grand spectacle um, to really show like what the PS5 you know graphically can do because Bluepoint really. Uh, ever since their remake of Shadow of the Colossus has really stepped up their game, especially with with like art assets and you know visuals. And Demon Souls looks fucking amazing. You know when it comes down to the texture work, lighting, uh, redoing a lot of the animations because the From Software games can be, especially when it comes to animation, can be a little janky. Uh, definitely plays a lot smoother. I've really been enjoying my time with it. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been nice to kind of go back to and have like a From Software game. Uh, that was made from the ground up for the PS5 and really showcasing, you know, what that system can do. Uh, and of course, this last week, the network beta for Elden Ring, which is from software's upcoming game, came out, and that looks really awesome as well. That looks like basically the Souls games married with Breath of the Wild and this big open world environment, which is kind of a very new step for the genre. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting games that have, i've been playing and that is coming out from that type of archetype of game the souls games uh i also did last week i didn't mention it and probably good because i would have hate to have led astray some of our listeners to the gta definitive edition which i did pick up and i started gta 3 and, and personally it's been fine uh, one of the things that got me kind of excited about it they when they first announced this and this was a short announcement to release window a marketing campaign from Rockstar, which is kind of what they do. I mean, outside of some of the bigger, like, you know, Red Dead and 
Grand Theft Auto, they tend to have kind of short releases um, when it comes to like announcing a game to actually it coming out. And what they showed of the definitive edition at first was basically, you know, graphically overhauling the game, which I, I think looked interesting. I think, you know, obviously texture mapping has gotten better, lighting, stuff like that. I mean, these are PS2 games. So putting them on the current generation or even, you know, last gen, uh, they still looked good. I, I liked how they they kept the cartoony look of those games. What really kind of fueled my imagination of what these could be, because they did not show gameplay before the game came out, was there was a bullet point people were talking about where the, the gameplay was going to mirror and take some assets from uh, Grand Theft Auto V, which I thought was very interesting and kind of got my hopes up that they were going to kind of revitalize how those games play because the PS2 era of Grand Theft Auto, while those games did a lot of interesting things for their time, especially when it comes to open world gameplay, uh, they played like booty. Uh, especially the gunplay was very poor in those games. And I think they really, you know, when they came out with GTA 4 on the, you know, PS3 360, it really showed that was a big step up. They had a cover system. You can actually aim your gun at different parts. So I was really excited to see potentially what they would do with these definitive editions when it came to the gameplay um, aspect of them. And, and honestly, they, they haven't really changed a lot. You you can actually aim your free aim your guns because in those old games, if you know you haven't played them, basically when you had anything besides a sniper rifle, you could just lock onto targets and just shoot them in the chest which usually means you have to pump, you know, six or seven shots into a person to kill them. And now you can actually aim your reticle, try to aim for the head. And I think those do more damage. Like I mentioned, I haven't put a ton of time into it and I've only played or restarted uh, GTA three. And especially that game, I think vice city and San Andreas do a lot better job uh, on the narrative aspect, but three is definitely rough, you know, by today's standards, story-wise, character building wise i mean your character is a silent protagonist so there's really no development there you're really just talking to people and and it's just it's a very bare bones for what we're used to in today's climate of open world games and even the gta series so i'm kind of interested to start uh, vice city and san andreas but most of the conversation around this game has been very negative uh, mostly to do the pc version i think rockstar it's a, lot of, a lot of bugs right or like it there's a lot of bugs to start some of the yeah so the the pc version on the rockstar launcher like would not work so people just couldn't play the game and then they basically took it off the launcher so people had pre-ordered the game and bought it and couldn't play it until i think yesterday they finally fixed it so you can actually play the game and then yeah some of the assets look weird some of the characters they kind of redesigned looked worse than they than they did previously and i think especially for pc what has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way is that they had they have taken down the previous versions of these games on pc and had also taken down the mods that made them better you know looked better kind of forcing people if they want to play those these older games to play this definitive version which just doesn't play quite as good as what they had before so i think especially if you were one of those pc players it seems like you got the short end of the stick you know not only did they take away the versions that you previously had and all the mods that you know really kind of made them you know playable today they, they basically just took away the ability to play it at all. Um, so there's been a lot of negativity around it. And I've noticed, you know, I'm playing it on a PS5 and I'm not a like frame rate person where I can tell where there's like dips, but even I can tell like sometimes like it just, the frame rate just seems jaggy or just turning the camera on doesn't seem as smooth. So I think the game needs a lot of optimization, which fortunately can be resolved with patches. You know, it just takes time and it takes the, the developer to put in the time 
and I think what's disappointing is when you look at Rockstar as a whole, and especially when you look at Grand Theft Auto, they haven't had a new Grand Theft Auto in like almost a decade. You know, five came out on the PS3. They still haven't come out with six. This is kind of one of the newest things they've done with the you know, the franchise. And it seems like a poor effort. And I, I don't think Rockstar proper was developing this game. Uh, when you turn on the game, there is a developer called uh, Grove Street Industries or Grove Street Games or something, which is Grove Street's the street that, you know, your gang like controls in San Andreas. So it seems like it might have been like a smaller indie team that kind of was doing this definitive uh, edition. But it just sucks because Rockstar is a huge company with a lot of people on the dev side with a ton of money, a lot of money to throw around. I mean, GTA is the highest grossing thing, period. Entertainment of, of any time is Star Wars, Harry Potter. This game has made more money than all of those things and continues to make a ton of money. So it's disappointing that they didn't put more time and effort into this, that they kind of just treated it as a whatever. And it, I think they kind of rushed it because I think Grand Theft Auto V was supposed to come out on the day that the definitive edition did for the for this newer generation of consoles, the PS5 and the new Xbox. And when they got when that got pushed back, this kind of got pushed forward. And uh, not six. They, I wish, Mike. They haven't said. It? I, I thought. I thought. I thought no. the next one is six, not five. I mean, it, the next new game will be six. Oh, okay. but they're re-releasing five, which came out on PS3, and they re-released on PS4, and they're re-releasing on PS5, which is kind of insane. But again, last week I think uh, uh, Elder Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out again for this new generation. So I mean, we've been seeing a lot of remakes of these. You know, very popular, but you know we've seen these games over and over again. So it just seemed like it was rushed and it, it, it's really unfortunate because I think there was a lot of interest in this. And I think a lot of that interest was because we didn't really know what it was necessarily. This has been rumored for a really long time. And when we saw the one trailer they put out with the graphical update, it was like, cool. It, it looks a lot better. I was really excited to hopefully see them like fix the gameplay. Cause I think that's the aspect of the game that needed the most work. And it just, it, this wasn't a remake. This was more of a remaster, which I think I, I should have realized I shouldn't have put so much hopes in. They were going to like really rebuild this game from the bottom up and add a cover system and better aiming and better gameplay. Um, so overall, it's been a little disappointing. But, it, you know, if you were interested in those games and wanted to replay them, I guess you I, don't, I think I even read that they took them off the PlayStation store. So it needs a little work. I've enjoyed my time with GTA three. It took me a little while to kind of get in the groove of things. But once I did, I was like, okay, this is enjoyable. I think Vice city and San Andreas are much stronger games. So I'm looking forward to playing those more, but yeah, it's been rocky. It's, it's unfortunate because those games do have some nostalgia. I think there is a generation of gamers that wouldn't mind going back to them. And I think it would have been really cool if they well, when really three came out, them up. when three came mm -hmm. out, that was a massive deal though. Mm -hmm. Like that it was, was like the first real open world. You know, game. And I, I remember all the people saying like, you got pissed off moms and shit. I remember you. You know your game's doing well when you got the pissed off moms about like the hooker beating and mm -hmm. all the stuff you could do in the game and stuff. But that game was massive when it came out. It was such a big deal. Yeah, that was, and you know, it, yeah, and I think a lot of people. I had a lot of nostalgia <clears throat> for it as well, and that's kind of why I was interested in this. And I was just hoping for more. And it's a little disappointing that it didn't turn out better. But hopefully, with some patch updates, they can iron out some of the the issues. But it's been really rocky, which is unfortunate. Um, last but not least, this is a really random poll. Um, I watched the 2019 Child's Play or Child Plays? Child's Play. Child's Play. The Chucky movie. 
the one um, with uh, Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, with Audrey Plaza. And that was when it came out in 2019. I was interested because Audrey is playing the mom and <laughs> she really doesn't fit that role in my eyes. She's always been kind of a young person actor, like a young adult at best. And her being a mom of like a 12 year old, which they address in the film, which I think was was nice because it needed to be addressed because like one of the characters is like you're a mom. And she's like, yeah, I was very active active 16 year old because you know she looks like she's in her mid-20s to have someone you know in their preteens just kind of is like okay um i mean it's a slasher flick flick and it's you know it's chucky so it's kind of updated for the modern era chucky can control digital devices because he's set up on the net or whatever um is chucky the same guy voicing it in every one of these movies still is it still the same guy no this nope. one was actually Mark Hamill did the voice, oh, which I Mark. didn't know until right I on. And, and he did. He does a good job. He does a good Chucky voice. And also, uh, you guys might know the actor. Who, who's that guy that plays Paperboy? Brian something. Ty, yeah. Brian Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. Probably. Yeah. Paperboy from Atlanta. He's also in this movie. And I think he does a decent job. But, it, it, you know, it, it's a slasher flick. Don't go into it looking for a whole lot and you'll have a decent time. It's also a Chucky movie. I mean, you know, come on. This is a Chucky uh, TV show for the love of God. There is. And that's kind of what spurred it. I think we were talking about it at yeah. work. And I was like, oh, yeah, there was that Audrey Plaza movie. I kind of wanted to see when it came out. And I funny enough. Mm-hmm. That's You've actually gonna be that's Ooh. actually gonna be one of my stuff. I like the, we got a the lot of Chucky Chucky on, on this episode. Uh, yeah, but just just to wrap it up, it's on Hulu. It's ninety minutes long, which I liked. You know, it wow. didn't overstay its welcome. It is you know when once you start getting into the graphic kills, it's pretty graphic and and somewhat creative with some of the kills. Uh, but yeah, it's not must see TV uh, or something I'd go out of my way to watch again or necessarily recommend strongly. But if you're it, if like Mike, you watch the Chucky show and maybe you want more Chucky, this is a different avenue of Chucky to get at. And I was I was never a big fan. I never watched a lot of the Chucky because that monster never scared. I'm not scared of dolls. I punched a, a doll, doll across the room. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not even with a knife. I'm still like, I got this. I'm not even worried about this. Maybe with a gun or something in some distance. I'm like, okay, now we've got a scenario. Chucky cut your Achilles and all of a sudden chops you right down to size, baby. I mean, that's what they say. But still, even even he gets a couple chops in, even if I'm on my knees, I'm like, I still got this. This is all about taking me down. Even without without Achilles, I grab that little shit by its little plastic fucking neck and just fling that shit across. Do they do the uh, origin story of Chucky in the new one? Do they do the same like... in the, the show or the movie? Does, in, the, in the movie, where the guy does the whole chant that becomes the fucking doll okay. thing. So it's, I couldn't remember how the old ones. So this one, and I'll spoil it because who gives a fuck, right? Uh, basically, they're making these, these are more digital Chuckies, right? Because it, it's hooked up to like this whole Google thing. It's not Google, it's some other company or whatever, but so it's digital. And yeah, basically, they're making these dolls in Thailand. And some guy's daydreaming and his boss goes, comes over to him. He's like, what the fuck you daydreaming for? Like you finished this last doll and you're fucking fired. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to fuck up this doll now. So he writes in some, some bad code, which I don't even understand. Like he takes off the safety protocols and basically Audrey Plaza works at a, like it was supposed to be like Walmart. It's called like Zen Mart, but it looks like a grocery store from the exterior. And she's like taking returns. And this one mom's like, Oh, this Chucky's all fucked up. His eyes go red and he's being weird. And I don't want it anymore. We take it back. And then she's like, yeah, we'll take it back. And then she asked the boss like, Oh, could I take this for my son? Cause the dad, you know, the dad's not there. They just moved to this new place. She's trying to get on the right side of the sun. 
gives it to the son. The son doesn't like it. And then she, the son finds out, oh, this Chucky can swear. Like, he, you know, he's not like the other Chucky's. And then it, the rest of the plot ensues. So, um, so, yeah. so it's not even that Chucky is possessed. It's just because of some bad code, it gained sentience and it's evil. It's like the guy took off the safety protocols and Mike, yes, somehow have made you seen it the original, uh, Have you seen the original Child's Play? Yes. The fact that, yes, the original Child's Play, the premise that it is a possessed doll makes more sense. Yeah, I was going to say, the guy does a, like a voodoo <laughs> spell and that's it. And then we're on board with it. Well, it's like this guy's like assembling the doll. Why does he have the permissions to like take this stuff, like the safety protocols on? It's just like, you got to just roll with it. You can't, you can't analyze this one it's, too much. It's, it's a lot less believable that like some disgruntled worker uncovered AI rather than some voodoo shit happens on a doll and the soul of Charles Lee Ray goes into, you know, a good guy doll. Yeah. I mean, and I guess in the original one, right, the dolls aren't supposed to talk or were they supposed to talk? They, yeah, they they talk I'm your they best that, friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had like Mike, why don't you keep the, you keep the Chucky train rolling? And I'm interested yeah, in this because I saw a few minutes of this show and I was thoroughly unimpressed but you go ahead. Uh, <laughs> i'll keep it rolling um i've watched the first two episodes i think it's uh aptly named chucky i think that the, the, mm-hmm. the name of the show is yep, I believe it um is. i don't know if it's a reimagining or if it's kind of like a soft reboot because mm-hmm. i know at one point andy from the original uh child's play mm, a cameo he makes a voice cameo in that he calls the the kid um, of this one and says, hey, uh, check the batteries of, of Chucky or whatever. And that's how the, the kid finds out that Chucky's alive. Oh, no batteries, but he's still talking. Yeah, um, but I, I watched the first two episodes. Um, honestly, for like late night viewing, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it seems that Chucky is a... He, he's obviously still a murderer and a killer, but he's a murderer and killer, it seems, so far, in service of his new best friend, which is the guy who's uh, sure. you know, the owner of the doll. Mm-hmm. And in a weird twist in the episode I'm on, you guys are never going to watch this shit. But, yeah, go for it. Um, well, hold on, Bobby. Are you, are you actually interested? You going to watch it? What are we thinking here? You're muted, buddy. But he said no. No, I felt my I felt my eyes stole the nods, stole the nods. Okay. But yeah, no. Well, a nice little twist to this is that at least in the episode I left off in, the the kid who's you know that's Chucky's friend, he might actually start killing motherfuckers as well. So I am <laughs> very, I am very interested to see what happens in the next episode, whether he's gonna kill the the chick that's been tormenting him in school. So. I would say give it three episodes. I'm about to I'm about to watch the third episode when we get off of this podcast. So I'll let you know. How are you gonna give, give them? How you gonna say give it three episodes? You only gave it two so far. What if the third one's a? I'm gonna give it the third. He's giving it three. He's not done so, yet. Know, Next week, follow- Mike, will you tell us? Yeah, man, follow me on. So this the is, ride, this, is this isn't even this isn't even a stuff I like. This is I might like this. I think <laughs> I like. Okay. It's the stuff I think I like. Uh, Mike, know? are you uh, how are we watching this cable? In, are we watching this on cable? It's or USA is Network. Streaming isn't it? services? Is it on Hulu? It's uh, sci-fi. It's sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, thought I it was USA like Network. Sci-fi USA. I think it's like both. Well, they're owned by the same company, but okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And, and also, Mark, this is an audio medium. No one saw your quotations. 
Oh, um, they could well, tell. They the felt way it. I was saying. Yeah, they felt it. Table. <laughs> you can. They could read it. Um. One other thing before we get into uh to AEW, I know I've talked about it ad nauseum with uh Bobby, and I think I may have mentioned it to, to Mark as well, but I don't think I actually have had a moment to mention it on the podcast. But I got an e scooter about a month ago, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, did w- wait, wasn't this what we did on the pod? Didn't wasn't this your stuff yeah. you like? For, we talked it? about it. No, I yeah. berated you about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that, that was that was you did a whole thing on this, Mike. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, uh, but you're uh, still riding that high, even a month after. It's still um, the well. Now he has no bike pumping. anymore. He better ride it. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, so- if you stole Mike's bike, all right, we coming for you, motherfuckers. All right, we coming. All right? I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's across the country. I'm not. I'm not making that kind of. Mike's coming for you. He'll be. He'll have us <laughs> on video chat. He knows what that bike looks like, and he's looking. Sure, Mike bought a cheap, shitty lock, and he deserves this on some level. Nonetheless, okay, we're coming for you. I Get paid, that bike, I paid good money for that cable lock. It was a solid fifteen bucks. I, I bought a lock when I was eighteen years old for my bike. That was thirty dollars in two thousand four money. So I really think you didn't handle this well, Mike. <laughs> You know, um, life is about learning from your mistakes. And what I learned is that if you're going to be mistake, if you're going to be inside in a bar for five hours, uh, lock your shit up with more than a cable. Five hours lessons learned. No matter what you used. Um, Yeah, uh, I think besides that, um, that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Um, Before AEW, I watched a. This is gonna be random. I watched uh, Kings of Comedy um, nice. on Old YouTube. School. Well, I watched uh, Steve Harvey, and I watched. I wa- this is what happened. I wanted to watch the Steve Harvey Ray Carruth thing because I remember even as a kid, I'm like, "Damn, he's joking about Ray Carruth." Um, and then I watched the whole Bernie Mac's entire set, and that made me so happy. And then I just got sad about Bernie dying again. Um, he died so young, man, so young. And I don't think he gets enough credit for having a network television show with an entirely black cast on Fox in, you know, 2003 or whatever the hell it was. It was pretty – it was early 2000s, right, Mike? Uh, Yeah, it has been the early odds. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is pre, like, blackish coming out and everybody, you know, getting on board. Like, Bernie Mac show and what was the one with um Damon Wayans show? What was the name of his show? Uh, the other one that was my, all black My cast? wife and kids. Uh, I, 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 well, let's – all right. I agree it was a great show, but it's not like it was the first show. I mean, there was a whole channel. No, no, I mean UPN like that No, that's like, that's UPN. Like, that's not the same thing. Basic UPN. cable. Yeah, basic. This is this I is mean, one of the big three. I mean, whoa, I would say yo, even more. Hold up, hold up. Why are you guys shitting on UPN? UPN, UPN doesn't awesome. even exist. UPN, UPN the best show on you UPN had the was Wayne SmackDown. Brothers, you had Sister Sister, Hanging with Mr. Coop. I mean, look, there's a lot of sitcoms that were all black cast, but none of them were as good as Bernie Yeah, Mac. that's I what I'm saying. To get thing, one on Fox really and NBC. Like, that show was great. Yeah. And like like you mentioned, Bob, uh, the Kings of Comedy, I remember when I saw it, like, he stole that. Like, I think Bernie? all those guys, especially for the time, yeah, had had good sets on that special. But like, Bernie Mac, like, crushed it. Yeah, he was the thing. home run hitter on that thing, man. Yeah, was, he yeah. really nailed it. And it, it, it is sad that, that we lost him so soon. Three minutes. Three uh. minutes. That's a heavyweight bout. Motherfuckers <laughs> have been knocked out in less. <laughs> the way you said mother... There was, like, I couldn't understand what he said. I remember the first time I watched it, I'm like, the fuck did he say? And then, like, I had to, like, get his cadence. Like, he had a whole, like, rhythm about how he told jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Anyway, check out... If you guys aren't familiar with Bernie Mac, 
um, his stand-up set, uh, it's all on YouTube. I don't know who owns the rights to Kings of Comedy, but they're making no effort to stop watching it on YouTube, for you to stop watching it on YouTube. Just putting it out there. Um, yeah, um, AEW, Mike and I watched it, um, it's a fucking packed show, man. Like, a match would end, Mark, and, like, there was, like, a minute, and then immediately they're like, all right, here's the video package for this next shit, and we're like, oh, okay. Oh, right, right. do it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they went right go. to it. Um, it was four hours of goodness. No, yeah. no vignettes. No fucking backstage <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, just straight wrestling. Let's just go through the matches real quickly and just say what we liked. Um, MJF and Darby, Mike. That's this was. I mean, I knew Max is a good wrestler and Darby's a good wrestler, but this is probably the best match either one of them has had that I've seen. I, was, I would I would agree with that. The the main thought I had was. Right when the mat, like right when uh, you know, you saw that that was going to be the first match. I think I commented to you guys, "Oh wow, they're putting this as the first match," you know, which is very big placement on any wrestling card. Um, you know, you either want to be the first match or you want to be the last match in terms of you know what are the most prominent spots, especially and on a long a show. Match. Especially and on a long, long show. show. Yeah. Um, because I, I thought Miro and uh, Ba Brian were going to go first. Honestly, that was my guess. But MJF and Darby, I mean, um, those who are familiar with AEW, they talk about the four pillars, which is really the four guys they view as the future. It's a bit of a flawed analogy because they have so much young talent, honestly. Like, Ricky Starks isn't one of the four somehow, for example. But you got MJF, Darby, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. All four of them have pretty prominent placements on this show. 22-minute match, great. Great match. Um... Lucha Brothers and FTR, Mike. This was awesome. I guess the ending was a little fugazi because uh, dude got hurt. Dax got hurt, so it kind of got a little messy. Oh, uh, that's why. Yeah, it got a little weird at the end, but I remain in awe of what Ray Phoenix is physically capable of. And um, the way FTR does tag team wrestling is second to none. Just really good. Um... Brian and Miro were tasked with trying to have a technical slow match and build it up slowly and fucking home run, Mike. Like, I know uh, I know a lot of wrestlers, they, um, you know, a fair amount of them wrestle pretty hurt, but it looked like Miro's uh, left leg was wrapped up like a mummy. Mm -hmm. And even with that said, I thought it was a very enjoyable match. Um Brian Danielson, as he's come to AEW over the last what two and a half months now, yeah. he shows di something different every time. It's uh, it was a good match. It looks like he's really just in his prime, almost the way he's going. Like everything Brian does it, is gold. It, it looks like he's having fun. Yeah, it looks like he wasn't allowed to wrestle a certain way while with the WWE, and now you know all of the uh, the guardrails have been let loose. Mike, I mean, Mark, do you know what's an interesting, but what's weird about wrestling? They can do something. Well, AEW is like, we're going to do Brian Danielson versus Miro. And that's really from two years ago. It's Daniel Bryan versus Rusev. It's the same people, mm -hmm. right? But because it's wrestling, it means something totally different now because they're different characters and the story as such. And this is almost a match I felt where AEW is like, we're going to do the two WWE guys and show you motherfuckers how it's done. Mm -hmm. And they very much did that. And on top of that, I mean, even if we were thinking about to use your time frame two years ago, two years ago, Miro was buried. Miro, <laughs> aka Rusev, was in the that 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 cuckold uh, 
you yeah. know, storyline with uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley. Like, no one would have really given a shit. At least, all right, I wouldn't yeah. have given a shit. No, about it would have been hard to give a shit. They did Rusev their best. And, and Daniel Bryan. They did their best for us not to give a shit. Um, poor Miro, man. He's in a feud with God. He just wants to go home. <laughs> that was how great was that when Danielson kicked out. <laughs> Miro just looks up like why? Oh God, God, like motherfucker. <laughs> um, this six man falls count anywhere match with the Bucks, Cole, Adam Cole against Lucha Express and Christian Cage. First of all, if you guys don't watch Being the Elite, Mike, remember the part in the match where Christian and Nick Jackson disappe- disappeared? Yeah. Well, Brandon Cutler's filming them fighting in an elevator. And then, like, <laughs> Nick's trying to run away from him at the concourse. And Christian's like, get back here, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I don't understand how Christian is doing what he's doing at this age. Um, I thought this man had concussion problems. I guess not. Um, he's flying on shit. We learned that Luchasaurus can do shooting star presses. We learned that. That was so fucking impressive, man. Like, that was amazing to watch. Yeah, because I had to look at Jungle Boy's face like he's like, the fuck? Um, <laughs> I swear Jungle Boy, like, I swear Luchasaurus really just whipped that out for that moment. And J- Jungle Boy's look of surprise was a genuine one. Yeah, he's not that good of an actor. I didn't buy it. <laughs> um, the spot they do, they've done a few times now, is where they put thumbtacks in a guy's mouth and then super kick him. I need it explained to me how this is working. Because I'm not comfortable at all with the way it's happening. Because I'm worried someone's going to choke on a thumbtack. It's I don't get it. I gotta like, assume those. I gotta assume those aren't real thumbtacks, right? Or they're just like even like I mean they're not hitting his face, but I don't I don't get it. That was a really good match too. Um, I enjoyed the Cody Rhodes and Pack versus Malachi and Andrade match, just because of all the different characters in it. Um, and I love Pack. And Mike likes making fun of Pac, so I enjoy watching matches with Mike. Because Pac's, <laughs> Pac's about as tall as me. Pac is what I would view if I'm like, if I got in real good shape and did all the steroids, I could be Pac. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, I was impressed with Bake, Britt Baker, and Ty Conte, honestly. Uh, Ty Conte's really shown a lot of improvement, and that match was, I think, better than I thought it had any business. Not that they're not good wrestlers. I just was not expecting... For it to be as good, quite frankly, straight up. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Mm-hmm. I never watched the Tay Nara Conti mm-hmm. when, as she was called when she was in NXT. So I've just gone based off what you've told me when it comes to her time there that she really blew when yeah. she was in NXT. So I can only go based off all of the matches I've seen with her, you know, like over the last year and a half when, you know, she started out on like a dark and then worked her way onto to, to Dynamite and, and Rampage. And, man, she's gotten a lot better over the last year. I You look at her and Miro and you wonder, how do they cut these people? I can't even wrap my head around cutting Miro. Miro getting cut still makes no sense on any level of how good he is. You know, like, it wasn't like he even like, oh, what's his potential? Like, no, he is good. He's already very good. Um, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston had... One of my favorite short matches, I think, ever. That was only 11 minutes, Mike. Now, is that more, and this isn't me trying to shit on Eddie Kingston, but is that more because you were happy to see that Eddie Kingston is getting the push that he's never gotten before and he's gotten more prominence than he ever has before in his career? No, I liked it because it it felt real. 
and I know it's not real, it's wrestling, but like for 11 minutes, these two old men beat the fuck out of each other. And it's the first match of CM Punk since he's been back that we've able to really him to be CM Punk. Like he really got his, he really could sink his teeth into this one. And I don't think they're done. I hope they're not. This was way, for a match that had one promo and like a one backstage segment to be that over with the crowd, I I, I guess Eddie Kingston, people thought he was hurt. He's not that hurt, apparently. There was Is word he, that I, I heard he had, he had shoulder issues, no? He says he's gonna, he still he's able to work. He's not going to miss time. So honestly, Eddie might, part of this might be like, Eddie's like, this is the best run of my career. I'm going to ride this out. Um, and Punk got color. There was a lot of color on this card. A lot of people got... He was got red bloody. as hell, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was... I really enjoyed that. Um, the next match um, was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be, honestly, Mike. I thought this inner circle American top team thing was going to be kind of bullshit. But I really enjoyed, like, the toaster. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I like how they use the toaster and we're like, why is it a toaster? And it's like, well... It it started it started with hockey sticks yeah and i remember us saying why is it hockey sticks and then i, I forget which one of us said well that's that's just as ridiculous as there being a whole bunch of kendo sticks under the ring uh. and then we realized oh wait this is in minnesota i mean what gets it was, more I mean, it was a minneapolis street fight yeah you know? <laughs> well, well, what's more what's more minnesota than hockey sticks and then when they whipped out the toaster uh i think Phil looked up that the toaster was invented in Minnesota. I also liked when Jericho took out a giant print sign, like a, like it's not even like a sign, like a, like the print symbol in like I don't know cardboard or wood form, and started beating up another man with it. Um, I kind of enjoyed overall. This night had about six d different Eddie Guerrero references. Yeah, uh, it was the anniversary of his passing, and I also didn't. Rem I also didn't know we were watching. This was the arena. Where he was supposed, that was the episode of Raw that night. Where he was supposed to work that night. This is oh, where the tribute man. show happened too. So that wasn't even planned. Because like up until a month ago, this pay-per-view was supposed to be the week before. And it got moved because of UFC 268 and uh, Canelo. They didn't want to go three pay-per-views same night. Um, all right. This is right here is why we were all coming to the show. Uh, watching the show. Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega. A story that they built from the day one of AEW's existence. And honestly, longer if you want to go back to when Hangman joined the Elite and all that stuff. And this was a beautiful 25-minute match. Kenny Omega remains one of the best wrestlers ever. And the fact that he's doing this with busted shoulder, apparently Kenny can't lift more than, like, the bar if he goes to lift weights right now. Like, he can't lift them over his head. I don't know how he's Jesus. doing one-wing angels, uh, Kenny also has vertigo, and he's ha he's had vertigo bouts while the matches are happening. I don't know how Kenny's wrestling. Um, and this whole match was the culmination of a beautiful story. I knew if Hangman didn't win, I was going to just... I don't know how, how I would have reacted. Um, I think my favorite part was Kenny was just kicking Hangman. And then Hangman got up and just yelled, Is that all you got, motherfucker? And I'm like, Oh, shit! Um... It was just really well done. The thing with the Bucks coming out and like nodding at him, you know, and being out there for him too. Like they were never out there for his first title match. That was a good callback. There was so many Easter eggs for everybody in this match. And then when the Dark Order came out to celebrate with him, 
And they didn't want to go up to the ring first, and a hangman called them over. And they tried to give him a beer, and hangman didn't need the beer anymore. Like, it was it was beautiful, man. It was... what Wrestling can be really stupid a lot of times. I'm, I mean, Mike, I know you weren't a big wrestling fan when you were younger, but, I mean, you wrestling can be really stupid. But when wrestling is good, it's, like, really good. Like, when it's, like this was so well done. And I was... I they had AEW what they have with the audience is they've built up credibility in these two three, half years where we're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Which is why when I'm like looking at this Cody Rhodes thing, right? And he's like, and they say they got a plan for why he's like he's I'm like he's intentionally garnering negative reactions from the crowd at this point. And I trust them to do something with it. Because they very rarely have let us down, you know? And I need this, like, if it'll make all, like, it'll make sense. You may not think it's the greatest thing ultimately, but it would all make sense ultimately. There's something coming at the end of this. So I'm, uh, Hangman as champion is awesome. Um, he put out a press release as he does often saying he's going to study the vegan diet to make sure he's prepared for Brian Danielson. Um, and he says, as long as they don't make him wrestle Wardlow's big muscle tits again, he's pretty that happy. Was pretty, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I'm saying now I think Hangman holds his belt. Until uh, May is my guess. I got Max. I got MJF taking the belt off of him in a tr- and then uh, you know I think that I mean I think the future is very bright for this company, very bright. And I like this one pay per view every four mo- every three months thing too. I'm well. I'm more willing to put up with a four hour show, Mike. When it's just like we got to put everybody on the show. We charge you fifty dollars. This is our pay per view. I don't like I pay for Peacock Network, so mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for the quote unquote pay-per-views mm-hmm. of the WWE. So technically, you know, like I can watch the pay-per-views whenever I want. You know, I can just tune in wherever they are on that Sunday, whenever they're mm-hmm. they're airing and just watch it. And I almost never do outside of SummerSlam, WrestleMania and probably check out Survivor Series. Well, Rumble for sure. And the Royal Rumble. I, yeah. In in the three years, four years I've been back into wrestling, I still haven't checked out Survivor Series. Yeah. I might check out this one just because it's the 25th e. anniversary of uh of uh, of of the Rock, and they might do like some tribute stuff, and may, and maybe for Biggie as well. Yeah. But besides that, there's not that many matches. I'm like, oh, I'm I need to I need to watch this because with most pay-per-views for the wwe now and this could be a function of just how many of them they have there's maybe two matches three matches i i want to watch but and as you alluded to with aew there, there's not a match on there i i want to go m- make some nachos during you know there's no nacho matches no i went i went down between the tag match and the women's match and i just ran down with my dog and I was back within like the first like three minutes of that match. And then when it was over, I went back. I'm like, make sure I didn't miss anything because they, everybody looks like they're having, honestly, everybody looks like they're having such a good time too. Even like these guys who are like, it's like a feud, right? Like, like Kenny's wrestling the way Kenny wants to wrestle. Like the idea of Kenny, because Kenny was considering the WWF. They, they were all considering the WWF. They made a strong offer to them. They offered Hangman enough money. Hangman was going to go to NXT, but make main roster money. They offered Kenny a ton of money. They offered the Bucks a ton of money. And they all had six months outs in their contract too. Meaning if they weren't satisfied with like the way the, the, the stories were going, they could leave in six months. Which I don't even believe 
because that is an unheard of thing for the WWE to offer anybody. Right. Um, and maybe they saw the rumors of this coming. Of they knew the rumors of Tony Khan being out there wanting to put a wrestling team, a country, a wrestling team together, and they were trying to, you know, get on top of it and try to squash it before they could get anywhere. You know, but I don't think this is bad for them either. I think this whole thing has been good for WWE in the sense that they can't go out there and suck. Like they put on a good Saudi show for the love of God. Like, a, like apparently it was a good show, yeah. top to bottom, the Saudi show. And, and that never happens. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. And uh, I don't know if it was better than the last one, but this one's ending made me happier. I I am not, I was not as happy with the wrestling moment, the moment in wrestling probably since I was a kid. You know, and like when Stone Cold won the title or something, you know, that type of thing. So, if, if there's one thing I could critique. Um, go nuts. It's, I think it's now, it's the booking with um, Britt Baker. Mm. And not so much, I, I really enjoyed the match between Tay Conti and Britt Baker. Um, but I'm starting to see there's been a bit of an issue with like when Sheeta was champ and with Britt. Mm. That outside of the feud that Britt had with Sheeta leading up to her getting the title. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like with the women's championship, it's been a lot of just maybe two week promo, two week feud, boom, then title match. That's like nothing that's really organic and long term when it comes to uh, challengers for the women's title. Outside of when Sheeta, um, outside of when a Brit challenged Sheeta. Yeah, and I think you're right, but I do think I'm hoping that the influx of talent, and I think we're probably gonna see. I mean, the TBS title. I think it's going to be helpful in this. This whole tournament is going to be helpful. I'd be, I honestly think they're going to sign Mia Yim. I think that'll be good for them because I think they're signing Keith Lee. I think it'd be insanity for them not to sign. If Keith Lee doesn't sign with AEW, it's because Keith Lee doesn't want to be in AEW. Yeah. Like Keith Lee is the most slam dunk signing AEW can do at this point. And I think they should go after um, Athena and Bermoon also. I think that'd be another good one. I think they need to bolster their women's division. And right now, it seems like Britt is like, in terms of being over with the crowd, it's Britt and uh, Thunder Rosa. Britt is after Rosa. Her. And like Conte, she does, Conte, Conte, I think is over. See, I yeah. think there's like, I mean, they're over, but I think there's a gap. Like, oh, Britt yeah. is such a good heel that she's still getting, like, she's getting cheered Ru- as a heel. Ruby Soho. But I guess the thing, there's a, they're, this tournament's very important to them, I think. I think we're going to have to see a big payoff in this tournament. And I wonder, I'm thinking maybe Jade. Wins I was it? just about to mention Jade. I think Jade is close. Jade has grown on me over the Jade last is few Jade months. is so talented yeah. for someone who's so raw. Um, and I didn't get to mention this earlier before we end the show. Junior Dos Santos can do a standing moonsault. The, and um, that was impressive that Junior Dos Santos can do a standing moonsault. Junior Dos Santos is meant for this. I don't buy him in any way as a bad guy because he's a big grit on his face and we know how nice Junior is. <laughs> he and would we know, move and just be so happy. He's like, oh, look what I did, friends. <laughs> Um, Arlovsky wasn't great, honestly, but it's, I mean, you ask a lot from these guys to be on pay-per-view and TV in their first wrestling matches. Um, and you know, he helped catch a guy. Fucking Hager went off the top rope for the love of God and they helped catch him. Do your job. Um, it was a really good show. Um, that's really it. Um, I, uh, I'm going to watch Shang-Chi this coming weekend. That's my plan. <laughs> and everybody else has seen it already. And you guys both saw the Eternals, huh? Yep. A lot uh, of people yeah. didn't like that movie. A lot of people didn't like it. 
I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I think people were waiting for an opportunity to shit on a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's been some time and Sure. I mean it wasn't like I mean the, the critic the reviews are bad. Yeah, like they're I, I don't rotten. think it was that bad. I thought I, I it was enjoyable. I, I think it was a different Marvel movie. Um but I didn't think it was bad. I, I just thought it was different from the normal beats that a Marvel movie uh, hits. That's fair. And I would um, say, uh, looking ahead, uh, the Ghostbuster movie comes out this Friday. I'm kind of interested in that. And so does Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. I'm looking really forward to that the, well. the Ghostbuster movie with the Stranger Things kid, right? Oh, mm-hmm. and yeah. on the 19th this Friday as well, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Brilliant Pearl and Something Diamond comes out as well. So mm-hmm. I'll be fine with that. There you go. Um, all right, guys. Um, want to thank you all for listening to this show. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Um, we're going to talk about Bellator, and it's honestly as part of that's because the UFC doesn't have a card, but some of it is because this Bellator main event mark is uh, pretty fucking sweet. Um, in uh, Sergio Pettis and Horaguchi mm, for that right. uh, 125 pound, or I think it's it's not for the belt. Neither of them have the belt. I think Sergio does. Pettis, Pettis has, yeah. Oh, He's MMA Junkie doesn't say it's for a belt. So, mm. no, we'll have more information on it next Yeah, week. Well, hopefully there is. But uh, thank you all for listening. As I mentioned, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. And that was DJ Mark. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Peace out. See you.